Hello, this is Christina Roberts Anna King, and I am here to welcome you to the Real Eyes Realized podcast. This is a podcast that highlights everyday people making ripple effects, actualizing love in their families, communities, and our world at large. This podcast was created to amplify the voices of those who are creating change in our world with this inner knowing, this truth telling that is deeply inspiring to listeners so that together we can spread the good work of positive ripple effects throughout the world. Realize Realize is a, is a show where life and service can dance together. So we look forward to inviting you to take a listen, sit back, or take us with you on your walk or drive or however you enjoy your podcasts. But I invite you to listen deeply. We're here with our guests to hear about the sparks that have inspired action and heart-centered service and truly highlight ways in which we can also be motivated and inspired to create positive ripple effects in our world. And we are prepared to get real. We're excited for you to hear these stories of vulnerability, courage, and empathy. And we want to know more about how we can see beauty through the eyes of these beautiful beholders. So look forward to hearing what your thoughts are. And again, welcome. Welcome to this wonderful next episode with our very special guest. So we welcome everyone to the Real Eyes Realize podcast. This is our podcast where we took a little bit of a compassionate pause. And I am so grateful and honored to have two very special guests here with us today. Uh, they are guests that I have had lined up for a while, and then we weren't able to make it happen during that pause, but we're able to make it happen now. And I think you all will love hearing from Kaylin Lehman and Terry Dahlbeck. So I'm going to start with some bios, and then we're going to move right into it. Uh, Kaylin Lehman is the co-founder of the company Simplified Coach, and Simplified Coach provides premier neuroscience-based leadership and communication coaching. For over a decade, she has coached hundreds of CEOs, VPs, and high-potential executives, mostly in high-tech, biotech, and highly funded startups. Kaylin believes her clients hold the choices for their personal and professional growth, and she believes in their accountability for these choices. And I think we'll learn in the podcast interview that one of her favorite um, terms when she talks about clients is she loves working with bulldozers. And this is a term for people who are incredibly dedicated, committed, and so full of integrity that they are inadvertently stepping on people to try to reach their goals. Kaylin also loves consciously connecting with others and contributing to the world. She's past that 50-year-old mark, and she has grown more passionate about play with each birthday. She enjoys skiing, canyoning, ziplining, and trying to perfect a perfect yoga pose. And she still feels like a kid. So welcome, Kaylin Lehman. Let me do the bio too for Terry, and then we'll move into uh, the conversation. I like Terry, Kaylin's bio. I know. Isn't that such a good one? I'm like, wow, I love that. And we certainly will have these bios out on our podcast too, so everyone can hear more about the two of you. So Terry Dahlbeck is also co-founder of Simplified Coach, again, neuroscience-based company that really works with everything from executive coaching, executive team coaching, facilitating, and she has worked in startups and continues to work in so many different avenues. Uh, she's a certified leadership and communication coach and supports mostly C-level and director-level leaders and teams. Terry works with fast-growing startups, mid-sized companies, and global corporations, and Terry combines her operational work experience with results-oriented coaching tools to facilitate, facilitate clients in reaching their professional and personal goals. Terry is also the former CEO of CI Labs, which was an Apple and IBM joint venture. She's the founder and chairman of Got Marketing, which is an acquired global software firm, and the senior VP of product business development and marketing at Vicinity Corp that was mapping technologies and then acquired by Microsoft. She began her career at Apple with positions like software engineer, C programmer, building briefing center manager, and a systems integration channel manager. Terry is known for her collaborative and accelerated style, working relentlessly and compassionately with her clients to achieve their goals simply and quickly. She also works with high-functioning Spectrum clients and clients who have not had success in coaching. Clients expand their professional skills while developing a greater awareness of self and others in the service of more successful, purposeful, and a fulfilling life. 
So amazing bios, two of you. And I know the two of you because I also have been with Simplified Coach for the past, I think it's almost 10 years now in the capacity of chief training officer. And I have had a lot of different roles, but I love you two as women. I love you two as partners. I think that what you have created with Simplified Coach is incredible. And I don't think I'd stay around so long if I didn't really know and feel that because you lead it with such heart. So I would love for this podcast to open up everything from what you believe in relative to your business, as well as what you believe in individually. So let's go ahead and begin. And Kaylin, I'm going to go to you first. I'm just curious, when you think about your life. Oftentimes when we start this podcast, we say, you know, give us a reader's digest of the markers in your life that have helped frame you and who you are. Can you give us a little bit of that in terms of some key moments that maybe you remember? <laughs> um, the story that I usually tell is that I'm one of three ki- three daughters and I was the less ambitious one. <laughs> so <laughs> there was a certain point when I was in college, when my younger sister was becoming a nautical archaeologist and had been on 60 Minutes Diving with Hugh Downs. My um, older sister was a Gulfstream jet pilot. And I would joke that I was the one that my family tapped to make the the bows for the Christmas presents because that was my skill. <laughs> and it was around that time that I made that joke that my mom sent me a letter with Ralph Waldo Emerson's um, what, is, what Does It Mean to Be Successful poem, which was very much about if one life has breathed better because you have lived, this is to have succeeded. And along with it, a note saying, you know, stop belittling yourself and your contributions to the world. And I think that was a big permission slip to not fit into a certain mold, but instead go after what I felt passionate about. Mm, that's beautiful. God, thank you so much for sharing that. There's so much to unpack with that. And I want to do that. I also want to go over to you, Terry, for this same question. When you think about your own life and maybe some key markers or moments that have helped frame you or your beliefs, what comes to mind for you? Um, you know, when I started in executive coaching, there there really wasn't a well-known job title or position. As a matter of fact, if, if I knew of it, I might have even wanted majored in it if, if I could get exposure to it. I, I always felt that I was somewhere between organizational development. I did not want to be an industrial psychologist. Um, I just liked helping people my entire life. And I remember uh, at one company, I got a, a couple of notes from people saying, you know, you, you're doing so much to help the company and the people here. Like, we all feel really good. You should go home. You know, like, quit quit helping us so much. It's And, and that was like, a, it was meant in a caring way. And what I took away from that is I might be in the wrong job. You know, this is when I was a CEO um, because I'm fiercely competitive, but I'm also fiercely competitive for people to reach their dreams or their passion or their purposeful life, uh, my own included. And I think there was a small hole in my heart still trying to find where I fit in and what I needed to find inner peace. And so it became a, you know, two decade uh, intensive search and continuing practice. As any executive coach might tell you, they're they're going through coaching at the same time that they're coaching. You know, it's it's a lot of what could I take away from this conversation as well. That's incredible. And my question on that, and I'm going to kind of come on to that one and then come back to you, Kaylin, um, is when you think about I think in a recent conversation, you were saying that you've been learning more to go with the flow, Terry, versus leaning into resistance. And I'm curious if that still feels true for you. And what does that look like for you? So I happen to be one of those people who didn't have the storybook perfect childhood. Uh, and I wanted to uh, have that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, when you don't have that, at least in my experience, it's I'm sure it's part genetic, uh, but there's a sense of being out of control uh, during very formative years. And I wanted to be in control. So what I pretty much modeled my early career on was being in control of things. And 
uh, what I found out was that there's something called the cosmic joke, which <laughs> you might think you're in control uh, and you might be participating in your future, hopefully. Yet there is so much out of your control. And so I took it on as a sort of a private adventure of going through life, participating fully. And if things didn't turn out the way I was planning, let's say Kaylin and I were doing a sales pitch together, or I was hosting an event or something that that's okay. You know, that uh, the joke's on me, I'm not in control of the outcome. I'm only in control of my participation. Mm-hmm. So I like to let go. And sometimes, and this is, I'll give you a little neuroscience tool here. Sometimes when you feel jacked up because, you know, adrenaline is coursing through your body because something just happened. It's not the way it was supposed to happen. You are not in control in this situation. What can I do? What can't I do? But I'm realizing I'm not able to do anything. Um, They found in, in neuroscience that if you smile, you squirt a little adrenaline into your body with a nice cup of endorphins, mm-hmm. meaning you get like happy, happy bugs all of a sudden. And you can, it's, it's the reverse. I always thought that you get happy and then you smile. It's not, it's the other way around. So uh, I have a uh, experience um, and we did a worksheet. It's called how exciting. So I was driving once and a mudslide happened right in front of me. And I thought my life could be over. And in that moment, I just smiled and said, well, how exciting. Uh, You know, I'm going to die. I'm going to watch the boulder come right in on me. And I'm going to keep every ounce of that brain smartness, which is called glucose in your prefrontal cortex in that head. I do not want it down uh, coursing through my body. And so, in fact, that. Not, not nothing in my car worked, and all of a sudden I thought, why don't I just try the bright lights? Like nothing worked, lights, and the brights worked, which gave me just enough time to figure out how to get a little bit further, and then the whole mountain did come in behind me. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it's something that I practice. My clients tell me they love it, and of course I don't say to say how exciting if there's a death of a loved one or something that's much more uh, in depth, as well as might need pure grieving time. Mm-hmm. So uh, we can give the how exciting worksheet to your listeners if awesome. you would. Thanks for that, Terry. So Kaylin, when I hear the quote that your mom put in the note to you from um, Ralph Waldo Emerson, it also comes to mind how much you can recite the Theodore Roosevelt daring greatly <laughs> like quote. And, and I love that about you. Um, tell me what, like, tell us a little bit about how Simplified Coach got founded, because I think that's a cool story. And also what continues to drive you as inspiration, as these poems certainly have been a part of that. Sure. So how we got founded, you know, Terry probably has a different version of that story than I do, because it certainly affected her differently, as any of these things do. But I was we, we had met. We were doing a project for Yahoo on leadership and we were together working for a different company teaching from the front of the room. So we had already met, liked each other, respected each other, but had different businesses. So I had my own business and she had hers. Um, Then I was pregnant with my second and had a 12 month old at home when I was forced on bed rest and eventually bed rest in the hospital. So I spent four weeks in the hospital on bed rest before I had my second child. And during that time, I got fairly depressed that I was bed bounding, couldn't play with my kid or work or bring in income for my family. Um, And then, of course, there was all the terrifying stuff about the pregnancy. But in the midst of all of it, I was feeling sorry for myself. And then I went into my tools, one of them being the tool of reframing and asking yourself, what am I not seeing that I could see that would change my experience right now? And when I asked myself that question, I realized that I had time on my hands that I probably would not have for many years after having my second child. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I could finally choose to build a more local business versus the one where I traveled all the time. And I reached out to Terry at that moment and said, hey, want to join forces? Because I knew she was a sales and marketing genius and had a vast array of experience. So I asked her to be my business partner at that time so that I could make the most of that bed rest time and then come out of it having had a really good experience 
instead yeah. of one. Yeah. Of course she said, no. that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about that, but it, it, it's, um, it's tricky. I would imagine to have a co-founder and the two of you have made, and maybe there's something behind the scenes that I don't know, but you've seemed to have made it work. And I'm curious, what is it from your perspective, Kaylin, about why it works so well as two founders that are both very successful and very competitive individuals in their own right. What makes it work for you? That we trust each other is probably number one, which was set up with some intentionality, especially from Terry's part. She had been down this road before and had had business partners before. I'll let her tell that story, but she pretty early on, along with me, but with her urging, created our agreements and our house rules and and how we were going to run the business and treat each other. And then pretty quickly that grew into a friendship where, yes, we're business partners, but we would dissolve the company in a heartbeat if it threatened our friendship because, Mm. or our, our family ship. I mean, we're friends that are family. So that matters more to us than the business. And that is how we built the whole business. I'm in service to Terry. That is the idea. Running your own business is hard. I tell everyone that. It's super annoying. I was working on taxes for a little while today. It's annoying. (laughs) But if you're going to have your own business, you might as well love your life. And so my job is to make sure Terry can do all the things she loves. And that's how she treats me as well. And by the way, Christina, you're one of those too. (laughs) Thank you. It's awesome. So Terry, I'm curious, what about the founder story would you say is your twist on it? And also what do you think works as a co-founder with Kaylin? You know, there's something called a positivity bias and a negativity bias. And I think that's one of the reasons Kaylin and I work so well. Um, I have the negativity bias. I look at something and I, I would say I credit my childhood for this of what, what's going to go wrong here and what what is what do I need to be worried about? Um, I had a company earlier in my career with a partner and we we were supposed to be thick as thieves and arm in arm and running the company together. And at the end, it did not happen that way. Um, I did not feel that I had an alignment. I did not feel I had um, a solid relationship. I felt quite um, blindsided by a few moves and uh, thought to myself, I will never be in a partnership again. And so when Kaylin asked me, I said no, but it wasn't about Kaylin. It was about my damage. And I had to reflect on that and say, am I willing, you know, similar to marriages, I'm sure, uh, to trust and uh, trust again and trust a partner because being in business is so hard. So for me, I want I'm like you know that Disney character cartoon called Chip and Dale where yeah. there's super two polite chipmunks. Oh no, no, no. After you, no, after you. I mean, Kayla and I are like that. Like, am I working hard enough for the business Kaylin? And she's like, yes. I'm like, are your dreams being met? Yeah. Like, is there anything I could do differently? She's not. And then she'd come back at me with the same thing. So I, I think it's about a commitment and, and as in marriages, you never know if something is going to change. So that was just really scary. It just hurt. I was so hurt by my, I was, you know, hurting myself is the the real answer uh, that I needed some recovery time. So I think Kaylin and I have, um, this crazy amount of trust, crazy amount of responsibility for each other uh, re- with regards to the business, as well as, you know, I when she had her first baby, uh, <laughs> I mean, I could not eat those children up enough. And, you know, I was hold when they were little guys, I would say, you know, I don't want to drop you. And I'd hold them in my arm and pretend that I would almost drop them and catch them and they'd squeal in delight. And, you know, now they're young ladies, uh, practically. Uh, and I just, I, she's my family and my friend and my colleague. And if we have an issue, we talk about it. And that's what communication coaches should be doing is using their own tools. Mm-hmm. And I will add that my daughters are 14 and 15 now and they babysit often. And my 14 year old, the other day, when she was with the baby, I saw her grab the baby and say, I don't want to drop you. And I thought <laughs> she was dropping her and the baby laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> so it, it continues on. Mm, I love that. The full circle moments, right? The te- 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 the teachings that we don't even think they're absorbing. It's so yeah. cool. Um, so Kaylin, I also know that you, um, I mean, you handle a lot relative to running a business and you've, like you said, you've got two teenage, very busy and active girls. 
uh, your husband too. He's dealt with some health challenges over the years. Um, so part of learning and growing is all about rebounding from breakdowns and working with intentionality and all of that. Can you share with us how you keep positive? How you do, how do you keep that objective presence? What works for you? So back to the positivity bias that Terry said I had, we were literally at an event once when um, somebody hit stainless steel tongs against a stainless steel bowl. So it sounded like a bell ringing. And I immediately raised my hand as if to give a toast. And Terry went into a boxing stance. So <laughs> our positive <laughs> negativity bias in action. Um, I think that I think that I do use my tools like the reframing technique that you said before. No one's positive all the time and no one gets out of life unscathed. So certainly a reframing tool, but you continue to add more and more tools to your toolbox as different things are thrown at you in life. Um, some of the ones that I use and that I share with clients, one of them is definitely about a moment in time, understanding that time passes and it changes things. No matter what you're going through, it will not remain the same. And if you look at anything around the history of the world, the history of life on earth, all of those things, you know, we're a speck. This life and our presence is nothing, <laughs> nothing. Um, and so putting it into those kinds of frames where you see this moment in time that's very difficult will not last forever and being able to understand that so that you have some perspective on it. Um, the other one that I love to do with clients and for myself also is removing yourself from the situation. So there's different ways to do this. You could be watching a movie of what's happening. Instead of it happening to you, you're just watching the movie and you're giving the character advice on what they should do next. <laughs> I read today Headspace wrote about this. Um, the idea that your emotions are like a storm that's outside and you can always go inside where it's warm and cozy and just watch the emotions from being inside. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of reframing that I tend to do in different ways to allow me to stay objective and keep things in perspective. Yeah. By the way, that doesn't mean it happens all the time, right? Like we all have an emotional reaction. Like I said, in the hospital, I went to the pity first and the, you know, oh, poor me thing. But once you are in that reaction, knowing that there's this hand, a handful of things that you can grab and that can pull you through. And by the way, the other thing around that is having people like you two that you can call and say, Hey, talk me down or give me some perspective because you're not always able to do it for yourself. Yeah. Isn't that so true? Like we can be going through the shit storm. And I think that's a really important takeaway is, you know, when, when you are around people that you think no shit happens to them and they have their stuff together. That's oftentimes not the case. There's often really big <laughs> things that are happening. I mean, I don't know if you're open to sharing about uh, your husband and the health challenges that he has had and continues to have and what that personal impact is on you. Yeah, sure. Certainly. I mean, he, he's a very, um, physically strong guy that was an army ranger and, worked for the Santa Clara County Sheriff's Office until he retired a few years ago. And now he owns and runs his own business. But with the Sheriff's Office, he did marijuana eradication. He did. Um, he led the SWAT team. He was on the SWAT team. So he's had a very physical career. And in 2010, um, he started getting numb and tingly hands and feet. And it started to move up his body, this numbness and tingling. And we were trying to see doctors and trying to find out what was going on. But um, he also couldn't, he felt like an elephant was sitting on his chest is the way he'd describe it. Like he couldn't take a big deep breath. We thought it was multiple sclerosis for a little while. That's a symptom of multiple sclerosis usually. But eventually over the course of about six months, um, they finally found out the diagnosis, which is chronic inflammatory demyelinating polyneuropathy. And it's a constant thing that his body is trying to attack the myelin on his peripheral nerves. And there's a very physical manifestation of that. And it was incredibly hard. We had little babies at the time. Um, his older daughter, my stepdaughter, was um, in a very rebellious teenager phase at the time. And it took a long time to get a diagnosis. It drastically changed some aspects of his career. And I think it, it changed his identity to a large degree because his whole identity had been the, um, the pain is weakness leaving the body mentality. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not what an autoimmune illness is. So it was 
something that I credit him with handling with incredible amounts of grace and strength because he does not let it stop him and he does not stop. But for all of us, it was a huge adjustment and it was a huge adjustment for about three years of, and Terry was my partner at the time. And she will tell you, we were, we had the business then he was in the hospital a ton during those first three years while we were trying to figure it out. And she was covering for me and I was going to teach for large classes of people, even while he was in the hospital, it was just a brutally difficult time. And then we got him to a place where he still has to go to the hospital sometimes, but he's, we know what we're dealing with now. It's more stable than it used to be. And we know what to expect in a different way. Uh, I don't know what will happen long-term, neither does he. Yeah. We are still hopeful that they will come across new and better technologies yeah. for his illness. Thank you for sharing. It just reminds me of one of our prior podcast interviews with Risa Babic, and she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. The Basically, as soon as she got pregnant, then she's, she's around and he's now 15. He's our son's friend. And that... Wow has framed or reframed how she looks at life and about, and I think you mentioned it, like we're a speck or how, what a small (laughs) little bit of time we have here. So what are we doing with our moments that becomes really important? Um, And what can we not control back to what Terry was talking about too? There's things we can't control about it. Yeah. Control our reaction. So true. You know, and Terry, I'm curious, you know, you work with a lot, well, both of you work with a lot of executives um, in the coaching realm you know, I know even though a simplified coach, we had to pivot the business because facilitation went to zero, right? With um, so coaching really continued to increase. COVID hit hard. It hit a lot of people hard. And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about some themes that you're seeing through coaching clients or what businesses are facing right now around how in the heck what's going on and how do we navigate these bumpy roads? Yeah. And can I comment on the last conversation to say that when you have a really good partnership, it, it's just, it's so much about being respectful. And Kaylin was going through a lot. I remember she called me once in the middle of the night and said, um, do you want me to, is this good that I'm calling you now? Or would you have rather I waited till 6am when you have to leave at 630 to go cover me for a big workshop at Twitter? You know, this was like 10 years ago. And I was like, no, no, thank you. I will take that. And I will start studying. <laughs> and because uh, I, you know, we both taught it, but when you're in the middle of the night, and you don't know you're going to be driving to the city, which for us is like an hour and a half drive. Um, it's, it's really, it's really, it's really nice to know that to be in any kind of a relationship where you truly feel like you have each other's back. Mm-hmm. Now, when, when um, COVID hit, you know, I usually have like 44 clients and I went up to 90 something. Cause I've been doing this business for this job for 20 years. And people were calling me going, do, do I let people work from home? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then BLM um, occurred and it's like, how, how, what do I say in my all hand speech? Or um, hey, can you help me with, uh, we have people in the company that want to do uh, different uh, political stances. How do I handle that? Because I don't want to be a political company. Uh, I want it to be a, everything is yes company. And you do that on your own time, not during the company. So there are all these different CEOs wanting to unpack and, and figure out issues. And then uh, stress and, you know, kids at home. And I have some great stories of Zoom calls, you know, with what I got to see in the background when the person didn't know what was going on behind them. Um, and I will tell you that now that we are all vaxxed or, you know, whatever your choice is, we're, it seems like we're in a new place. And we, here's what I really want to say, Christina, is we tend to open conversations with how, how divided the country is or how split we are on decisions. And I like to open the conversation with the topic of hope. And when I take a coaching client through, um, okay, good, you vented and you're stressed. What about the hope? What hope are you seeing out there? And, you know, people really are kind and people really are helpful. And sometimes I just don't ask for help. I'm so busy complaining over here. Um, So I'm finding a theme of, and I truly am, of I'm tired of the negativity. I want the positivity of hope and I want to figure out my own life and I want tools and resources and I need to learn how to ask for help or I need to be vulnerable and say, I'm not comfortable here or I need to be in a different position, you know, or whatever the story is. So I'm finding more vulnerability, more hope is, is coming now. And I have a lot of hope for that. 
where the woman who's the negativity bias part of this partnership, isn't that fun and exciting? Um, I'm curious, you mentioned in a call recently that there was a new tool that you were coming up with, and it was almost like speaking in the other person's language on the negativity bias so that they can hear you and see you and then being able to migrate it to hope. Can you remember what that tool was? Um, well, there's a few of them that are entwined in there. So I'm not, I don't know if I know the exact name of which one it was. Um, what I can say is um, I, I coach, as Kayla mentioned, she coaches a lot of bulldozers, high integrity, high, high intentions. They're good, just kind of, kind of get in their own way and don't realize the shrapnel that might be happening around them. I, I like all clients, first of all, and I coach the, the partners and the kids and the parents and the siblings uh, and the friends of clients as well. Um, but uh, the, you're not going to connect. I, I tend to get people who've already had a coach before and it hasn't worked or they're really crabby or, you know, they are just whipping the backs of the people inside the company and all smiles and glory to the clients. And it's just not a sustainable environment. And, but they keep closing sales. So the board doesn't want to get rid of them, let's say, and uh, they're successful, but it's kind of last chance. So what a tool I had to use first was around bending our style. So one of the workshops we teach is around how you can bend your style. And so it's listening to how this person is speaking, listening to how they're um, emoting and then meet them there first. So I've walked into a room swearing like a sailor, insulting the client, everything that I've watched them do to other people. And the theory, I don't like doing this, believe me, but I'm doing it out of kindness and love and support and a gamble that if they can see that I can handle them, you know, like, oh yeah, you can dish that out. So can I, or whatever, wherever they are mirroring their tone and then slowly they'll relax and go, okay, she's safe. I can, if she can handle me, she can handle what I'm about to say, which I've had you know, unbelievable turnarounds of, you know, CEOs who didn't want to be a CEO. They wanted to run an orphanage or that's a true story or just people who are like, I don't want to work this hard. I want to work life balance. So we've got a lot of that happening, but, you know, nobody can get to them unless they bet their style first. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's That's awesome. I love the the hard to reach is what we like to call them. Say that again, Kaylin. She's good with the hard to reach clients. Yeah, I love that. They're not necessarily raising their hand going, ooh, I can't wait to develop myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, usually somebody else has said, by the way, you need coaching. And then maybe they feel safe with Terry. So they're like, okay. Um, And then I... Yeah, exactly. I love it. Um, And now, Kaylin, the other thing that I really want to kind of kind of talk about for a moment is you've oftentimes I've heard you say, we live the values we teach at Simplified Coach. We live the values we teach. And I'm curious what thoughts you have around building either a business or a life that is aligned with values. What does that feel like for you, especially given, as Terry mentioned, some of the divisiveness that sometimes we feel in this country and right now in this world? probably has a take on this as well. But when we joined together, we were working for another company, as I said, um, we were at Yahoo, but that's not who we were working for. We were working for a different company. And during that period of time, we were teaching leadership classes and a lot of the points of that class surrounded communication as a leader. How should you communicate? How should you give feedback? Um, how to be candid, but kind, all of those types of things. And yet what we found was the company we were working for was not being candid and kind. They were not giving us the feedback that they had and were trying to give us feedback in a really watered down way that you could not be actionable about. And in the process of doing that, I realized how much it rubbed me Mm. and we both ended up not working for that company. And when we joined forces, once I finally got her to say yes, and we joined forces, that was one of the big things that we said to each other is we've got to live the values that we teach. And what that really means is setting up an organization where our values are are on our website. Um, We share them with people all the time. We are clear about them when we bring people on as partners with us and clients, and we give them all permission to hold us accountable to those values. So we are pretty good at holding ourselves accountable to them. 
If uh, we need to have a con candid conversation, we're going to follow all the, the tools that we know via neuroscience or different communication techniques that will work. And also, if we slip up, we're going to help each other and go, hey, remember, right? We're going to live these values. So feedback follows the feedback forms that we teach and that we talk about. Accountability, that's a class we teach. So guess what? <laughs> we're going to be above the line finding where our power is. And I think that when you can do that, when you have the choice to do that, not everyone does. That is a beautiful thing about having your own business is we don't get into these values clashes because we're very clear on it that you would get to sometimes when you're in a job where you have conflicting values. But because of that, it's pretty easy for us to also take those values back to our lives one way or the other. And, and Terry and I are pretty clear on where those values lie too. We want balance. She is a wedding singer in her spare time. I mean, this is, she's in all these bands. I want her to have that. That's joyful. Just like she wants me to perfect my yoga pose or go on a ski day. And then we both have kids. Her son may be grown, but he's just as important in her life. And we're going to sometimes put those kids first, just like you are. Your service, Christina, the fact that you go on these service trips is something that we love about you. And for you to compromise that value, then what are you bringing to work if you had to compromise that value? People bring their best selves to work when their values are aligned with that work. Can I add to that, Christina, that... Um, Kaylin and I co-taught a class meeting. There was two of us at the front of the room. And one of the instructions when we were clarifying was, can we just chat, tell stories? Oh, yeah, stories are good to incorporate into the curriculum. It was a two-day curriculum. And I got a phone call one morning <laughs> because Kaylin and I, were, we were going to a meeting at our bosses, you know, who put us in that client. And uh, I had my phone off and um, I saw that I had like 19 missed calls in an hour from when I had it off. And bottom line is I was getting fired. And uh, when I found, they said, don't come into the all hands today because you're fired. And I said, wow, what am I fired for? Well, they want a talking head at the front of the room. OK, well, we talked about stories and you were OK with that. And right after that. Uh, Kaylin called me. She goes, I'm quitting. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. I mean, this is the character of Kaylin. I mean, it's she's so deep in in integrity and authenticity to say that wasn't right. What just happened. And if you armchair quarterback it, it, the story I tell myself now is this is a client who didn't want to lose his client. And so he would say anything and yep, she's gone, which is completely his right. And he should manage the company in a way that makes him feel safe. So I didn't have any you know, bitterness. I just didn't want Galen to lose income or do something, you know, valiant for me. Um, so uh, that definitely fed into the let's be partners energy. Um, and and our we have our values posted on our website, which is empowerment, excellence, and enjoyment. So we want we want to empower our team, our clients, um, any stakeholders that we have. We want to serve excellence and always work on being better. But we also want to enjoy life. It's a blip, and what does that mean to you? And let me support you. You know, we have some coaches that work for us that only want first time manager clients. Uh, we have one that likes. Uh, angry, uh, really, really angry clients. Uh, yeah. So it's just different, different what we have one that loves uh, women who are having a hard time finding their voice. So what I can say is one of the reasons our company is, is flourishing and has, has is because we're attracting the people that want those same values. And Christina, you are a hundred percent part of the reason why Simplified Coach is successful for over 10 years you shared these same values of wanting to empower people and maybe taking that call on a weekend when someone was melting and whatever it was that showed that we care, but we're also kind of badass. And what are your goals? Cause we want, you know, we're, we're not wasting time here. This is not, you're just going to come and talk. We're going to share our tools and get you to where you want to be. So I think it's the, the theory of the company. The theme of the company is one that's quite caring and empowering and, 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 mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. And what I find is, you know, oftentimes it's said that, you know, your, your work or your, you know, shouldn't feel like family. And I, I've kind of always kind of thought about that. And I thought, well, I understand, like there's a professionalism to it, you know, and there's all goals and we need to understand how to meet those. But I've always felt like it has been like family. And I thought, God, what's wrong with that? And I think it's just come because of the foundation of trust and open communication and that there is this deep, deep having each other's backs. And if that's what a family professionally can feel like and look like, 
I think there's a lot of value to it. I'm curious, Kaylin, would you echo in anything from your perspective? No, I think you guys said it beautifully. And yes, it is what we want and it's what we've been able to create. And one of the reasons we've been able to create it is not just that we live those values, but we also have been intentional about who we brought into the business like you. And all of those people have referred the next group of people that come into the business. And so like attracts like, that's how we tend to look at it. That's awesome. Well, and I would add that, um, you know, we we have a hundred coaches and trainers around the world that we would leverage based on what uh, you know gig comes up, and I would say, kind of tongue in cheek, that we're not a family because of everyone in our back office, everyone managing. Nobody's crazy in our family. So <laughs> it's not a dysfunctional family. Let's put it that way. That's no, because like I think we, a lot of us have come from dysfunctional families, and we <laughs> want to do it differently. <laughs> So I see us as a team and and family, you know, friends who are something, but I just, I, I think it's important to underscore, you know, you can't pick your family and sometimes that's part of the journey. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, I also know, I know, cause I've been working with you, Kaylin, to do a big um, marketing rebranding and a relook. And so as we look at the tail end of this podcast, I'm curious, um, what do you see as either the future of Simplified Coach or how our listeners can even best support you and what's going on right now? I think the future of Simplified Coach is not that different than the past in that we really thrive when we can be flexible in meeting people where they are and working with them to achieve their hopes and dreams. And that does not just look like professional success. That looks like fulfillment. That looks like alignment between life and work and all of those things. Mm -hmm. So we are brought in many times for one coaching client and we will do everything in our power to help that client reach their goals. But we're also brought in to do several different things. And when one of our first big clients early on that Terry and I worked with, it was a pharmaceutical company. And we were in every layer of that organization working with them as they were trying to launch their first product and get it approved by the FDA. We were with the individual contributors. We were at the executive team, all of those things. And when they finally got acquired for almost a billion dollars, we were able to not take any money in that, but enjoy it and (laughs) celebrate for them. Um, And it was incredibly fulfilling for us to be able to be on that journey with that organization. Um, Over the last few years prior to COVID, we grew so much, we couldn't do as much of that. So a lot of times we were dividing and conquering, as we called it. Um, It feels now where we're more back to that, where we can really deeply engage with clients and um, sometimes smaller clients and make a real difference. Awesome. Terry, I'm interested in your perspective before we end with some collective questions, either how can listeners support you or Simplify Coach or just anything that is on your mind or heart right now when you think about what does the future hold? Well, I would say if people are feeling they need something, they need a facilitator uh, to share some tools, that that's what we provide. Or if they know somebody that might just need to get unstuck or might need just a little, a little shove in the right direction, or maybe just a little bit of moral support, whatever it is. We we're really kind and loving people that want that, but also, um, you know, we have a bunch of workshops that are public and also in the companies that, that people can participate in and they're very reasonably priced because that's how we operate. We, Kaylin and I do a lot of uh, pro bono work and highly discounted work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think it's more, we're all in this journey together. There's something about humanity with, with, with us and and the world right now that we want, we want to be the spreaders of hope and resolution. And also to realize that life is happening. You know, I mean, when Kaylin's husband was sick and I was all stressed out that I wasn't going to do a good job at some big presentation I had. And then I went to the hospital right after the presentation and there he is with, you know, an IV or whatever, what he had something in his carotid artery. And I was like, good Lord, this is my, you know, perspective. Yeah. Back into, I've lost two parents in the last six months. And that just, and Kaylin has covered me on that. You know, it's just, it's more about realizing we're all humans. We all have challenges. We all have insecurities. I do this job and I have done this job for 20 years. 
And I'm telling you, I have never met a single person who didn't tell me, you know, I am so nervous or so insecure. Or I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy. Or I'm imposter syndrome. What, you know, there isn't the guy out there unless they're a straight up sociopath that thinks that, you know, there isn't something they need to work on in a safe in a safe place. We also look for suggestions from from your listeners if they have ideas of, hey, well, I would like to see a class on this or, um, you know, what could I what could I read or what could I what could I do to follow we're, we're open to that so yeah I love that. So let's get and through I, this journey together with with kindness and humanity and absolutely and we'll put back. all of the links to simplifycoach.com on the the show notes and everything so people can find uh the website we're also i would just kind of add an approved vendor at a lot of the major tech companies meta apple google um there's just we've been in there coaching and doing a lot of different work so that's kind of nice that that Olgate, if you will, has already been passed. And so we're yeah. And the startups, right? All the, the VCs in around the world and the many in Silicon Valley, you know, where you have fast growth and that's really yes. hard to do. And first time managers and, you know, in, in a time where all of a sudden people are tightening their belts. How do I, how do I do, you know, more with less? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies. I'm going to end this with what we do with our podcast. We call these the collective questions and it's just meant to be like lightning speed. First thing that comes to your mind. And um, so Kaylin, I'm going to start with you for the first question. What are you currently reading or watching? Um, I am reading a book called The Family Upstairs. It's a thriller by Lisa Jewell, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I don't always read thrillers, but so far I'm in. Awesome. How about you, Terry? What are you currently reading or watching? I've, I, you know, of course you asked me that and I want to go run in the other room and look at what I have. <laughs> um, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to answer this really dorky or dorkily, if that's the word, um, which is I'll go with what I'm watching. So what I found is I don't want to see the news anymore before I go to bed or I don't want any negativity. I want to be super positive, even though I'm a negativity biased person, meaning I want to read the contracts. You know, I'm, I'm more like negativity in terms of the hang on. I am highly protective of the success of Simplified Coach. And I know how there are some shysters out there. Uh, so I like to watch fun videos that you'll see reels or YouTube on everything from animals and kindness and just something goofy or funny comedians. I'm totally addicted to Smartless and um, uh, Fly on the Wall podcast for some fun relief. Uh, It's mostly just about having some joy before you get up and right when you get up and before you go to bed to set the day and in the intentions. That's awesome. I just was listening to some of the Joe Coy uh, comedy specials on Netflix, and I don't think I've laughed that hard in a very long time. And it just feels good to laugh. So good. Absolutely. I love that. That's cool. So, Terry, I'm going to start with you on the next one. Uh, If you could eat dinner and engage in dialogue with anyone past or present, who would it be and why? Hmm. Uh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that? It could be an interesting dinner. I I want to ask him to come back down and have a conversation with a few people about (laughs) what he actually meant in the Bible. (laughs) I love that. And I mean that non-religiously. I mean that more from a, you know, humanitarian standpoint of some of the things that, you know, I have, I have witnessed and have clients who have been just horribly treated by parents who I have a cousin who my aunt disowned that uh, came out transgender and he committed suicide. So I just think there's so much unacceptance that I want more acceptance so that I I would make it a brainstorming session where I'm coaching Jesus on to get out there and let's, let's do the work. (laughs) What did you really mean in walking this life? And I think there would be some setting of straight uh, values back to that conversation. How about you, Kaylin? If you could eat dinner. And engage in dialogue with anyone past or present, who would it be and why? Winston Churchill probably comes to mind. Yeah. I was fast. Well, I'm fascinated with the way that World War II impacted all the different various countries that it happened in and grew up like most of us studying your own country. Like, how did it affect America? Right. Pearl Harbor. And then we sent troops over and it lasted a long time and we had rations. But when you look at the history of, um, London specifically, they were bombed every day for over a year Mm -hmm. and had no hope of winning for a long time. People were trying to get them to just give up, give in. And yet 
there was this intestinal fortitude coming from Winston Churchill that kept everyone going, no, we will continue to stand up even if we lose everything. And Mm -hmm. it changed the course of the world. His ability to do that. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for the history lesson too. For those that may not know that about Winston Churchill. So cool. So I'm going to end with you, Kaylin, and then we'll go to you, Terry. What are you most grateful for today? That's me. You, Kaylin, you go first. I'm so for everything. Um, I'm grateful for you, Christina and Terry, because you're incredible. And you've allowed me to live this life that is the life of my dreams, literally. And I am grateful for all the what ifs, mm. the future and awesome. what is yet to unfold. Awesome. Thank you. How about you, Terry? What are you grateful for well, today? Of course, I'm going to echo that because I feel the same about Kaylin and you. And I mean that I'm, I am grateful for gratitude. I'm grateful that we have a channel to express gratitude because Mm -hmm. I believe that if you're holding any hate or I'll speak for myself, I'm holding any hate or anger at my past or even my present, that's just killing me. And I want to, I want to start every day for what the focus of gratitude, which is perfect that you ended it on this, because this is whenever you're in doubt, just think of something that, or someone or someplace that you are grateful for. Mm -hmm. And it's always for me, family, friends, nature, and, you know, awesome people that I meet in the elevator, you know, everyone (laughs) represents God. And so do I, in the sense of let's, let's be kind. And let's go back to that hope word again and start breeding a new energy in it. And into our conversations instead of what's wrong with the planet. Let's talk about what's right. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I am super grateful for the two of you for giving up time and energy and so much of your passion in your heart. Um, I think our listeners will be super grateful also just to hear a little bit more about your story, both personally and professionally. Um, And I just feel very, very lucky and honored to be working with the two of you. So thank you. And that is really what Realize Realize is all about. It's the ripple effects, actualizing love. It's the people that are out there doing positive ripple effects that are having a huge impact on others. And so I see the two of you as not just drops in the pond, but very large waves. And so um, really built on positivity and uh, caring. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in to another impactful conversation here on the Real Eyes Realize podcast. We hope you take some time to let the wisdom of these stories that are shared here today sink in. And we welcome you to engage with us on our social channels, realeyes.love on Instagram or Facebook. We also have links in our show notes to our guests, and we invite you to visit our website, realeyes.love. Here you will find an online resource hub, and this is where we offer gifts from our guests to all of our listeners. These resources can help all of us create our own positive ripple effects, actualizing love in this world. If you have any other individuals you would like us to interview, please do let us know. We love hearing your ideas for compelling stories to share. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And thank you for doing all that you do in the name of love and service in our world. Be true, be bold, be real. And thank you for listening.